Hey guys! Welcome back to an all new episode of Sage May Speaks. I am Sage May. Today I'll be talking to someone I'm a huge fan of. She's an LA based actress who's had major roles in shows such as Criminal Minds, Station 19, and my personal favorite, Law and Order SVU. She is amazing. I mean, I've actually cried at her performance several times. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Please welcome Rebecca Kennedy. Hey Rebecca, I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Of course, yeah, I'm such a big fan. Your episode of Law and Order is one of my favorites, <laughs> oh, well, and I've you. seen that's every nice. single season, so that's saying something. You're like, I would know I'm an expert. <laughs> Well, thank you. That's so sweet. I really appreciate that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so we've actually never met. Right. I got in touch with you because I know you're one of the moderators of a Facebook group I'm in for uh, acting. So I was wondering how you got into all that. You know, I love to help and give back as much as I can. You know, I wish I had a group like this when I was starting out. You know, when I was starting to get into all of this, that, you know, Facebook was a thing, but there wasn't the community and the acting groups that there are now and I wish there would have been because it would have definitely saved me some time and, and energy on certain things and learning certain things um, that I would have learned more quickly so you know and also you know I have help along the way from different actors that have done more than me the people I look up to and so I want to be able to then give that back um, and then hopefully you know the actors that I've helped will give back one day when they're when they're in the position to as well so you know whatever I could do to help uh, make things a little bit easier for people I'm I'm happy to do oh well thank you for doing well that. yeah no it's it's my it's sometimes frustrating but <laughs> for the most part it's oh good. man I bet <laughs> So how are you navigating your career through COVID? Yes. I feel like you're always doing such cool things. And I'm curious to know what people who do network TV pretty frequently are doing right now with this craziness. Yeah, it is really crazy. You know, um, I have been in class. Once things went on to online, my acting class, I'm at the Berg Studios in Atwater Village for anyone that lives uh, here in LA. And he's been doing Zoom classes since April. So I got in, uh, I think in May, I started, I went back. So I've been doing that um, every week and that has really helped me stay creative as far as um, having a community of people that I can, you know, see, <laughs> quote unquote, see, you know, through Zoom uh, once a week and I don't feel quite so isolated. You know, normally I, I take action class every week when I'm not working and, you know, you're in the studio, you're, you're with people and that really, you know, helps keep you motivated and that was something that was really really been hard during this time is not having that community of people around me. So having Zoom is definitely helpful and at least gives me somewhat of a semblance of inspiration and, and being inspired by other actors and watching other actors work and then also getting to work out myself uh, once a week. I've also, you know, when, when the self-tape challenges were a thing, <laughs> not so much anymore because everyone's busy now, but um, I did all of those to keep busy and to keep active and just to you know, keep auditioning as much as I could. Um, I mean, those are the main things um, acting wise. And then, you know, whatever generals, uh, casting directors were offering, um, whatever workshops, you know, over Zoom or, you know, different things, Instagram live that they were doing. I tried to hop on as many of, many of those as I could just to, you know, stay active and stay connected and stay inspired because, you know, I'm sure as you know, this, during this time, it's hard. It's hard to feel uh, motivated to do 
much of anything. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I feel really blessed. I've been able to work uh, right before the shutdown uh, doing Station 19. So that coming out in uh, May of this year during all this definitely helped as far as feeling and um, like it wasn't a total waste <laughs> for me, you know, because who knows what the rest of the year will bring. <laughs> I watched your episode of Station 19 yesterday and I used to be a huge Grey's Anatomy yes. fan and it made me miss Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> so now I want to watch all of Station 19. <laughs> but you were such a badass, oh, though. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it, that was really fun. They were awesome to work with. Um, yeah, yeah, I got to be um, the bad guy for once versus uh, the other. So it was, it was fun to, you know, yell at people and <laughs> make them scared. Yeah, I mean, I was scared. <laughs> so do you recommend any classes? Like, are you taking a scene study or an improv or a little bit of everything? So it is a scene. This one is a scene study. Um, it's kind of set up. It, it is set up like that, but it also has an audition vibe to it as well, since you are pretty much obviously sitting on your couch or in your self-tape space or wherever you're at and, you know, connecting with the other person and you're doing the scene like that. So it could be, you know, also seen as an audition class as well, as far as how to navigate when you're on Zoom, how to connect with scene partner, how to still be able to move your body, you know, those kind of things. So do you have any advice for actors starting out? I know you said you've gotten some good advice, so I'd love to hear what you've heard. Yeah, class number one. If you're not in an acting class, find one. You know, a lot of actors also think, or not just actors that are series regulars on shows, that are working actors, that see it as a, as a gym for actors where you go and you work out every week and you figure out what you're doing and what works and what doesn't work um, along with other actors that are also working. You know, it helps you obviously with your craft, which acting is very much a craft. And it also gives you, like I've said, a sense of community of people that are doing the same thing you're doing. And when you're starting out, it's a very lonely or can be a very lonely business and you, when you don't know anyone and, and people around you can give you advice or help you um, navigate different things or maybe they know an agent or a manager that they you know love or whatever it is um, it just gives you friends and you need you need good actor <laughs> actor friends um, around you so I definitely say with class would be first and foremost and then you know when I started out I started by submitting myself to anything I could get my hands on short films student films low budget indies anything I fit I just um, submitted to, and I tried not to, you know, I just said yes to most things unless it was just outside of my, you know, <laughs> unless it was just ridiculous. I tried to say yes. Um, I did background work. I, you know, my first, uh, one of my first background jobs, um, I actually, you know, the director, it was a short film, and I was just, it was in a hotel. And so I was just going to be one of the people walking around the hotel or something. And the director um, asked me to come to the table read. And I said, sure, because, you know, I was starting out and I wanted to see how this all worked. And the actress that was playing the lead could not make it. So he asked if I would fill in and read for her, um, her part. And so I did. And then he liked me so much that he wrote a role for me. No way. And so I ended up having, that was my first short film was Hotel Etiquette. Um, and so instead of just being a background, I got to actually have a role. That's the dream. And yeah, not that it, you know, that happens all the time, but, you know, I just tried to, 
leave myself open at the beginning to whatever opportunities came and not, and not shut things down, just say yes and just see kind of what happened. And so that really opened the door as far as, okay, do I even like this? Because I started out doing theater and so it was, it's very different. So that would be like the second thing I would say. Um, the third thing I would say to actors that are starting out or to anyone really is to give yourself time. It just takes time to get representation. It takes time to get auditions. It takes time to, to book. It just takes time. And I think some actors, you know, they give themselves like a time limit or they, they're upset because it's not moving as fast as it should be. And while I understand that because I get frustrated sometimes as well when things aren't moving as fast as I want them to move, I know that it just takes time for things to get rolling. So it's just to, you know, not give up so soon and just to understand that it will take a bit to get seen, um, especially in Los Angeles. It's even more difficult. So those would be the, I guess, the top three things. And, and like I, you said, like actors giving me advice, the time thing was was an advice that I got on a set um, by another actor was just not to give up and not to get down on yourself when things aren't happening as quickly as they should. Yeah, I was always like, I'm going to get an agent within the year. And it's been like four years. <laughs> no, I, I have a manager now, but. <laughs> That's awesome. No, like, congratulations. And, you know, and there's nothing wrong with setting goals and setting, yeah. hey, like, this is what I want to do this year. Like, that's great. And you absolutely should. I mean, I did my first vision board this year. I've always written down goals, no, but yeah, I, I actually did yeah, one actually, this year too, but then everything went crazy. Yeah. It was like the worst yeah, year oh to do God. it. I was like, I don't see where I put COVID-19 on my <laughs> vision board, but okay, I guess. <laughs> you know, though, like what's crazy is I did it in January with a friend and I, you know, of course we, at that point we did not know yeah. about COVID, but you know, I still had several things come true. I had um, booking another guest star, which I did. I had oh, I um, Shondaland, which I did because I, wa I wanted to be at the time I thought about Grey's Anatomy and then Station 19 came. So that was great. Um, so you never know. The year isn't over. There's plenty of time to check some of those things off, you know, and like I said, it's, it's not a bad thing to have a goal like this year, I want to do this. It's just not like, okay, I'm giving up because it didn't happen. Totally. Yeah. If you did Station 19, can you still do Grey's Anatomy? I know they're in the same world. You know, I don't 100% know, and probably not right away, but I think eventually I probably could, and it would be fine. Um, I know, like, the Chicago, the three Chicago shows, like Med, Fire, PD, so um, you can do them after a certain amount of time has gone by. Yeah. Um, you can go and do another another one of the shows. So um, because I didn't show up on Grey's, technically, maybe eventually I could get away with doing it. I hope so, because that would be oh, awesome be to so cool. get from that. Yeah. <laughs> What's your story? How'd you get where you got? I want to know the deets. <laughs> the deets. Uh, yeah, long story short, I guess, on this. Um, it's a very long, long story, right? So I, I wanted to act since I was little. I remember going to my first play when I was four. And I don't remember the play at all, but I just remember seeing the actors and thinking, like, that was what I wanted to do. And, of course, because I was four, my mom just kind of brushed it aside um, at the time. But then I kept begging her. And finally, at 12, she was like, all right, well... I didn't make the chosen squad at school, and so she's devastating at the time. But um, she was like, "All right, let's you know, let's figure out this acting. You you still want to try? Let's see what it is." And so she found me like a local children's theater group that basically, you know, I I rehearsed once a week for a couple of months, and we put on a show at the end in the summertime. And and she thought, and it was a good idea just to kind of see if this is what I actually wanted to do um, because there were a lot of 
you know, people want to be actors and then they start to do it and they realize like it's not what they want to do, <laughs> which is totally fine, especially as a child um, being 12. I didn't, you know, I didn't know what the long term was. So I started doing that and I and fell in love with it instantly. And after that, I did more theater and just kept auditioning for stuff. And then eventually I went to college for theater and I graduated with a theater degree. And then I planned to move to New York. Uh, but I went back to Texas where I'm originally from for a while to kind of figure out, you know, save money and figure out what I was going to do. And, and I started you know, getting involved in film and TV. A friend of mine said, hey, you should, you know, while you do theater, you should also do this and see if you like it. And, and he referred me to uh, his agent, which was my first agent in Louisiana. I started auditioning for, you know, smaller, small stuff, small roles, uh, still doing theater at the time. And then I got married. And after that, uh, I decided I was going to focus mostly on film and TV and set theater aside for a while. And, and that's kind of when things took off. I booked uh, House Hunting uh, and Season the Witch with Nicolas Cage and a movie called Creature. And I did my first um, co-star on a show called Memphis Beat that was on TNT. And uh, then shortly after that, a manager um, contacted me that had seen me in a movie that I did. And he's like, hey, have you ever thought about going to L.A.? <laughs> and I was like, you know, I don't know. Like, this was all, you know, I didn't know what I was doing at all at the time. Um, I went to L.A. for a couple months just to kind of see if I would like it. Um, I signed with an agent out here, and then we ended up moving shortly after. And then, you know, here I am as far as, like, um, still here, you know. It's amazing. Um, Kind of a, a short version of a long of a long tale. Yeah, no worries. How did your husband and your family feel about going to LA? Like, was he just willing to move? Yeah, so I came. I I was here for two months uh, with my mom. Actually, she came out with me, so I'd be alone because my husband had to work. And I came back uh, home, and I was like, you know, I think we're gonna have to move. Oh no! <laughs> two months later, we did, and he's like, all right, let's go. Um, his job, thankfully, at the time was kind of ending in Texas, and so he was gonna need to get a new job anyway. Oh, that's perfect then. Yeah, he worked for the newspaper and, and the way that they were uh, re you know, constructing their business. He just wasn't interested in doing it anymore. And and so he needed a new job. And so we took that opportunity to kind of just take the risk and move. Um, you know, my parents have been super supportive. They, you know, have known I wanted to be an actor forever. So they are willing to support me in whatever I, I want to do. And um, Brandon, my husband, has been amazing. And he also is so supportive and just, you know, is willing to leap with me and just really believes in me. So I think it's, a, you know, really important to have a support system of some kind for sure. So are there any steps that you took or maybe you didn't take <laughs> that you think aspiring actors shouldn't skip? I think one thing that's hard um, is being, which I take this uh, my own advice if I, if I could, you know, back in the day, um, perhaps being with representation uh, too long. Like if they're not actually um, doing what they should be doing or it's not, not that they're not doing what they should be doing, but if it's not working out for you, like they're just not able to get you out. Sometimes actors will just stay too long. Like they'll just give them too long when they really should be, what should, should be moving on. Um, and so I, that would be one thing, um, you know, and even I have the trouble. It's hard when it's hard to break up, you know, it's hard to leave people. <laughs> yeah. um, no matter even if it's business and it's not personal, it's hard to, to move on because you want it to work. Um, you know, but if it genuinely, like you've had the conversation with them, you have tried to work it, tried to work it out with them. You've, um, you know, all your material is top notch. 
and it's still not happening, then it's probably best to find, you know, someone else. Because I think rep, finding rep is like dating. You know, it takes a while to find a good match, whether it be a, you know, a spouse or a, just someone that you want to date for a long time. It, it takes time. You know, you go through sometimes a lot of bad dates before you find the one that you want to stick with. And sometimes that's how it is with agents. You know, it's nothing against them or you. It's just not everyone is right for you. Not everyone can figure out your type, understand how to sell it, understand how to get you in the room, how to make it happen. So don't be scared to move on if that's the best move. This might be the hardest question. <laughs> what is your favorite project you've worked on? That is the hardest question. People always ask favorites. You and don't like, have to say SVU, <laughs> but... <laughs> I know. You know, it's like, I don't have any kids yet, but I feel like it'd be asking, like, who is your favorite child? You know, it's like every project has been different in it and it has inspired and made me grow as a person in a different way. So I have many favorites, but I'll, how about I'll just answer it as one of my favorites. How about that? Yes, that is okay. Um, I will allow it. <laughs> is uh, definitely SVU for sure. Yes, One Rebecca. of my favorites. So glad you said that. Yeah. I mean, I, I loved the character. I loved the, the role. I loved working with the cast and crew were amazing. Um, I got to work all eight days on it. So I felt like part of the family for just a bit. Um, so yeah, just getting the opportunity to play her has been a highlight for sure. Um, and getting to work in New York was really awesome. (laughs) That was been one on my bucket list. And one of my goals for a really long time was to actually work there. So and they flew you out then, didn't they? Because you're in LA. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, they did, which was, they, they treated me amazingly, amazingly well. How was Mariska? Oh, I love her so much. (laughs) (laughs) She's great. She's low lovely. They all are. Um, her, Kelly. I mean, I worked with her and Kelly the most. Kelly the most. Yeah, but... you and Kelly were like inseparable. Yeah. That show. Um, yeah, they, they, uh, they were all wonderful and she's wonderful. She's, you know, it's such a heavy show and the subject matter is so heavy. And so she has a really nice balance of, of obviously keeping the tone when needed, but also um, having some laughs when also necessary <laughs> to not have us all go like, insane as far as going to those dark places so um she's really great at keeping a um a really love and supportive filled uh atmosphere amazing yeah that's my dream show <laughs> awesome. well don't hey it's still like however many more seasons man like yeah and there's a new renewed. one too there's yeah so you've now. got there's time there's time I got it i'm on my way <laughs> <laughs> so how many auditions did it take for you to book something um, okay, so network TV. Um, so I'd say as far as like co-star, um, I was still living in Texas and I it was a show that was in Louisiana and I hadn't had a lot of TV at the time. I'd probably been on maybe 10 auditions for TV or so. And that one uh, happened to go live. It drove to New Orleans from, it was like a 10 hour drive. <laughs> um, back in the day when we were just getting the car and go. And I remember after the audition, I, uh, was we stayed the night in a hotel and then we were driving home and my agent called and she was like turn around you got you got the job yay so so go back um so I'd say like for that one um I probably had like maybe 10 um for that and then after I moved to LA because then because there's a difference because then I moved to LA and I started over because nobody here knew me (laughs) um after I'd gotten to know the southeast casting directors you start over oh of course um (laughs) right and so then I, the first thing I booked TV, why 
TV wise was a guest star on Criminal Minds. And so um, before that, I had maybe like five or six auditions for TV. I hadn't had a ton. You were amazing um, on Criminal Minds too. <laughs> oh, thank you. But, you know, I mean, you know, it takes as long as it takes. You know, maybe it takes 100 auditions before you book TV. Maybe it takes five. Maybe it takes three. Maybe you book your first one. You know, you just never really it's, – it's not an indication of, of talent or lack thereof. It's just how, how it works. Like, as you know, you can be the best one they saw and not, and not book because there's just someone else that they like better <laughs> as far as type-wise or whatever, whatever reason. So um, don't base it on somebody else's statistics on for, your, for yourself. Yeah, I love that. Was there anything specific about that role that you felt connected to? Yeah, I mean, I remember – reading it and I knew it was, you know, loosely based obviously on the three women that were kidnapped in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. And I coached on it with my coach um, the morning of the audition because it was really important to me, even if I didn't book it, that I paid respect and I was respectful to the material and to the women that have actually gone through something similar. Um, And I did feel for whatever reason, even though I've not been through anything that these, you know, the women had been through, including Esther and SVU, there was just something about her that I understood and that I wanted to play the strength of this woman that I don't know that I would actually have in real life (laughs) um, to be able to, you know, not give up and just to keep fighting. Um, I remember after I coached, my acting coach was like, do not say these lines again until you're on the audition. He's like, don't go home and run this a zillion times you have it, trust yourself. And so I didn't, I, I was like, all right, I'm not gonna, you know, cause it was a emotion, you know, uh, one emotional scene and then another scene at the beginning when I'm basically telling the young girl that I'm gonna come back for her. So it was a heavy material and he's like, don't go over it again. Like, don't go home and like, you know, so I didn't, I trusted him and I went into the audition and I did it for the first time, not first time, but first time since I worked with him in the room. And I think that definitely helped to feel um, more, I don't know, that I hadn't drilled it in so much that it just felt. Yeah, it takes willpower not to do it a million times after. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you know, and it was interesting because that one was not um, a normal audition. It was the director and the producers and casting were all in the room. Oh, wow. So they told us that the camera was just for archive purposes. I didn't need to worry about them recording it because they were going to be casting off basically off what they saw. And my coach had said like, Hey, if you're able to, for the first scene, get up and go over to the reader. You know, at the time we didn't know that the camera was not going to be really like I had to play to it. And so he's like, Hey, if, you know, if you're able to like get up, you know, it's fine. So I took that advice and I got up and I went over to her um, I didn't touch her or anything, but I just went over to her to have like to feel that connection, which really made a difference for me versus being so far away from her. Um, because, you know, in the scene, this is someone I had been, you know, held captive with for many years and there would be that strong bond. Um, so, yeah, it was just like all those little things that worked and helped me um, and worked to my favor. So had you been to that office before? Because it seems like they just sent you straight to producers, which is so cool. So I had been in the office before. I had auditioned for a small uh, co-star. It was actually a drug addict <laughs> at the time. Um, and I was just for casting. I just saw them um, and obviously didn't get get it. And then um, 
there was another audition I had gotten for another small co-star, but before I got there, they ended up cutting the role. So I didn't, I didn't end up auditioning. Um, And then the third one was for the role I booked. So I don't, I've been in. They were saving you for something good. Yeah. So I, which was, you know, it's like, I try to tell myself and I remind other actors too, like, you never know when you don't book that there's not something better coming. And it's like, I was so disappointed when I didn't book the first time just because you want to work you know and you don't know how long it's going to be before you do again and but if I had booked that I never would have been able to book the role that I did you never know when the roles you know that are meant for you will find you I really think they will find you when they're when they're meant for you and so you have to take what you don't book and say okay there's something else there's something else there's something else better coming so speaking of that how did you get to know the casting director um, so I did some workshops when I first moved. Mm-hmm. Um, I fo- I mean, I follow a lot on social media. I try to follow whoever's on Instagram, Twitter. Um, I try to keep up with whatever I can. Um, Do you ever like DM them? No, I don't DM unless um, they initiate mm-hmm. or I know them, like I've booked with them. Um, but I will comment on posts um, they make and like, you know, eventually like you comment enough and sometimes people follow you back. You know, they, and I, and I try to make it organically, like not expecting anything back, not expecting that they're going to call me in necessarily. But mm. um, I think, and then just t- like, I send out, I don't, I don't know what I'll do this year with COVID, but um, I had been sending out like postcards um, when I booked something to casting directors I've been in for, casting directors that I want to get in for, that I know cast shows that I'm right for. Um with like little notes on the back. I've done holiday cards every year with cute little cats or, or, you know, cats and like little Christmas hats or whatever, you know, whatever is cute. And I send them to them and I try to, you know, make it um, personal and then about about them as well. Um, Just, Hey, it was great to see you this year. Or if I hadn't been in this year, like, Hey, I hope to see you again soon. Um, And try to keep, you know, in contact that way as far as like, you know, and I don't expect that they're, gonna keep them I mean I know they probably throw them away but they're like oh yeah that Rebecca girl like <laughs> she sent some cute cats yeah these are cute cats and as they throw them away, <laughs> no. that's fine it didn't cost me any hardly anything to make to make them it doesn't cost much just to ship them so it's not not a big deal um and then you know just like the rep honestly like as you know as you grow and and change rep um you will get in more because of the relationships that your agent or manager has with casting that maybe the previous didn't um and then just as as time goes on you get to know more people and and people will call you in finally for the first time and then they're like oh yeah like we really like you where you been all this time and like i'm here i've been here <laughs> been here <laughs> i've been here um they're like okay cool and then we'll call you in again um Mm-hmm. so yeah. so yeah I think that's yeah I mean there's not really any magic I wish magic trick or <laughs> or I you know a, a friend of mine says like how you want to run your business yeah. you know it's like how do you want to run things um some people send emails I don't love sending emails unless I've given been given permission to send because I know a lot of them end up at spam they don't open them um you know, so I'm like, figure a card. They have like half to open it, you know. <laughs> They're like, what is this? Maybe it's money. Yeah. And then, you know, then they can crash it or whatever. But at least, you know, I know they saw it. 
Um, I don't know. That's just me. You know, people can do whatever, whatever they feel is right for them. Um, yeah, that's the main thing. It's just like trying to, you know, keeping top of mind. That's, that's the hardest thing I think is just keeping top um, of their minds. So, yeah. Okay. So this, I think you have down. I mean, I, it's rare that you see someone who just knows their type, but you, you got it. So I want to know how you got to that and what advice you have for those who don't know what theirs is. Cause you like, you got it. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, you know, it's as anything, it takes time when I first, you know, at, even my theater roles, as I mentioned, like the first thing I really booked outside of the children's group was a creepy girl who heard ghosts, you know, and that kind of followed in my theater career as well, as far as like playing kind of different, odd, unique characters. Um, I didn't really do a lot of plays where they were like normal. I mean, plays in general aren't usually normal characters, but there's some that are more odd than others. Um, and when I made the transition, I didn't really know if that was going to follow me. Um, at the time when I first, first got an agent, honestly, I got headshots that looked like me, but they weren't necessarily towards a type because I didn't know yet what I was really going to be able to do because film and TV, um, sorry, theater and film theater versus film and TV are very different. You know, film and TV are very look based visual medium and theater is not as much, you know, you can get away with a lot more um, you know, being on the stage and being so far back. And so my agent just starts submitting me for I don't know, anything I fit. And the things that I started to book were, like I said, house hunting, where it was a girl that had her, had her tongue cut out and they found her, you know, in the woods <laughs> to take her in. Um, you know, season of which where I was stabbed and then possessed, um, basically came back to, uh, haunt somebody's dreams, you know, and, um, Memphis Beat, like the co-star, first co-star I booked was a girl who had gotten a teenager who got pregnant and then abandoned her baby. So it was just starting, it was like those just started to come and it's just kind of what I started to book. And I started then to figure out, okay, this is what I am good at and what I also enjoy doing are these type of roles. So now I'm going to gear my headshots and my reel and my clips and everything to that. And, and then, you know, my first agent out here um, understood a little bit, you know, got got a little understanding for it. And then um, the agent I had that I booked Criminal Minds understood a bit more. And then my agent I have now really understands uh, what I want to do and what I do, you know, well and what, what fits for me as well. So it just, it took time. It definitely took time. Um, but it, it became clear when I started booking things, I started booking how I was going to point my career to that, you know, and not to say that people can't play outside of whatever they're, you know, they're cast as for sure. I'm sure eventually like there'll be other avenues that I explore, but for now, as I want to work and I enjoy the work, um, it makes sense for me. You know, I, I don't really know what to do with the girl next door, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> Unless she has some interesting, weird thing about her, I just can't really hook into them. So, yeah, I don't know. It just, it works for me. So I'm just, you know, I keep continuing to follow that path. <laughs> you get like the cool ass roles though. Like you're usually victim or like person who is creepy or like, <laughs> I don't know. If I yeah. were you, I probably wouldn't want to venture out because those are cool roles. 
No, I mean, I really don't. I really don't have a desire to, I mean, there, you know, there's, there's the umbrella of things that I play and then, you know, and then underneath those, there's going to be a vast variety of things, you know, because not every drug addict is the same. I've played three different drug addicts so far and they've all been different. Victims are not all the same. They have different stories, different backgrounds, different ways. You know, it's like Esther and SVU was different than my criminal minds role you know, in, in her, the way she approached things. So, you know, it, it, people are so scared of typecast. And I'm like, the second word is cast, <laughs> you know, and you don't have to play every doctor or every lawyer or whatever the same, you know, just because it's that same profession or that same type doesn't mean that it's the person, you know, there's a zillion different doctors out there. Totally. Yeah. And yeah like you said, like, I l- absolutely love the roles I've gotten to play and the roles that I get to audition for. I just fall in love with which makes it really hard when I don't book them, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get you. I, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't wish for anything different at all. I love that. So do you have any advice for people who are finding their type or maybe just don't know? Yeah. I mean, I think class is a great way to figure it out um, because you can try different scenes. You can try different, does this character, can I do this character? You know, because you can want to be something, but if you can't pull off the type, then it doesn't really, you know, it's not going to help you. Um, Plus your teacher can help you with like, what do I look like? I mean, sometimes we've done the, where everybody's staying, you know, you come up and you stand in front of the room and people shout out types at you and (laughs) just based on what they see when you're standing up there, you know, like there's that, that can help um, your fellow students and just also just trying different scenes and like, what does this feel like on me? Um, you know, and there's also like, you know, consultations people can do if they're really don't really having trouble. Also, if you have rep, you know, if you do have representation, that's, they are the people submitting you. So they are the people to help you. Um, if you don't already know, or, you know, um, which way you should go, what direction you should go in. If you don't have rep yet and you're trying to get representation and figure out your type, then I would definitely suggest class asking your fellow actors, asking um, maybe people that know you, people that don't know you, um, and just seeing kind of what types continually come up. Um, Because I think we have to be realistic with ourselves because it doesn't help to want to play something that is just not going (laughs) to happen. (laughs) And then just basically marketing yourself with that, right? Like just getting headshots that are like fit that type. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't have a lot of you know, if you don't have a lot of real footage, then there are places that you can go um, that will create a real scene for you. And you say, hey, I want to play the um, psychologist in this, or I want to play the doctor in this, or I want to play the victim in this, or whatever it is that you figured out that you play. Um, you can create different scenes, you know, to have as if you don't have a lot of footage yet. You know, because it is hard starting out you know, to get footage. And when you're doing short films, student films, you don't always get the footage back, or maybe it takes a long time. Or maybe once you do, it looks like crap. <laughs> yes. So if that is the case, and there are other avenues now that there didn't used to be, um, that, you know, you can have um, footage that way, or worst case, you know, you put up a scene that you, you know, you record and audition, worst case, you know. Um, but yeah, marketing yourself in that. Let's agents and managers know 
that you know where you fit in. So speaking of agents and managers, uh, you briefly mentioned getting yours. Um, So I want to know how you did that and how you got to bigger ones who understood your type more. So my first manager, like I said, uh, saw me in something and just reached out. And we worked together for a couple years. And then he, um, there was some stuff that happened with him personally. And he, um, you know, we decided just to split ways. But um, during that time, at the very end of that time, I uh, booked a project called Street Level with Mark Boone Jr. and David LaBrava from Sons of Anarchy. And I was on set doing, uh, doing, acting and I was like what is the word for that I was on set acting. <laughs> what do I do what do I do when I'm on set I don't know um, yeah I'm acting and uh, another actor that was in the in the show his manager was there watching and he happened to see me and enjoyed my work and said you know hey if you're ever looking for anyone here's my card and I kind of had held back because I was still with the other manager at the time and and I kept running into my uh, Gary's manager now and uh, my mom was like, just take the meeting. Like, you don't have to sign, just take the meeting. And then, you know, things kind of fell fell apart with my first manager. And so it just happened to work out that that Gary stepped in and um, became my, my manager. And I had uh, my agent uh, at the time was who, who I booked Criminal Minds with. And so we were with them together. And then after I booked Criminal Minds, I expressed um, interest in, in seeing what else was out there. And so my manager set up a few meetings. I had a couple of meetings and I signed with uh, BRS Gage, who I'm with now. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was kind of just uh, at the, you know, at the time, it just felt right um, to to move on. Um, I feel like when you're in that position where you're like, what do I do? It's usually like you keep seeing the person and it just falls into place like it was meant to happen. It's crazy. It's like what you're describing. It's so cool. Yeah, or, you know, you book that thing that just takes you to the next level and you decide it's time to move on, um, then that's, you know, your right to, to, to explore what else is out there. So, um, yeah. So I know you decided on L.A., but I'm curious as to why you didn't choose New York. I'm New York-based, but I just want to know if it just happened that way or... Yeah, I would love to to work in New York again. I absolutely loved working there. I lived there briefly. I say lived. I, I did a CAP 21 program of the summer, so oh, I was yeah, there for I six weeks. So, was, you know, it was just a decent amount of time to see the, you know, like living there. I don't know. I decided I didn't want to live there and do the daily <laughs> yeah. grind of it. I getcha. Yeah, it just, like... The weather is rough and just um, getting around is not what I'm as used to growing up in Texas. You know, we have cars. Um, And I don't know. I just decided that I, I, for film and TV, you know, it's interesting because honestly, like most of the shows that I fit are in New York (laughs) as far as like what are filming. I auditioned for a lot of stuff there. Um, And I know that like, that's where a lot of shows that I would fit film because they tend to film darker, edgier stuff there. And LA is more of the Sakami, um, lighter stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. I, my husband didn't want to necessarily live in New York. Um, so I had to consider him as well. <laughs> and, um, you know, the daily life of it is hard. I think now would be much easier, um, if I were to move because I have representation that mm-hmm. does have an office there as well. 
Um, so it wouldn't be as rough as moving out there as a new actor and not having any credits. Like, I mean, I had some credits, but not having a ton of credits and, and or um, representation out there. Like it, it would be different now. I would look at it differently, I think. Um, but I think I picked LA initially because that's you know, Brandon wanted, wanted to move there. Um, the weather's great. <laughs> Um, get you yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I do still have opportunities for New York shows living here as well oh yeah totally yeah I feel like most people especially actors are like do I prefer the hot weather and the beaches yeah or I mean, the rats yeah. and the subway right right <laughs> yeah I grew up there so I can say that but <laughs> yeah um for yeah. me there was no other choice just because I'm from there but being by coastal seems pretty cool yeah, I mean, I would love to book something else in New York and, and work there long term would be great because it would be just yeah. different than having to do the daily grind yes, of it. I totally get what you're saying there. I didn't, wasn't ready for at the time. Um, so. Yay, last question. Okay, so yeah. if there was something you could have told yourself when you were starting out, whether it be about acting or the business of acting, acting related, but <laughs> what would it be? That's a great question. Oh, thank you. I kind of briefly touched <laughs> on as far as giving yourself time. I didn't realize moving to LA because when I lived in Texas, I was auditioning Adam two and three times a week, maybe more depending on the week. Um, we were doing a lot of tapes and um, going some live, but a lot of tapes because Southeast tape base for sure. And then I moved to LA and I had an agent and a manager, but I still had no clue how difficult it would be to get in the room um, because it went from like a lot of auditions to no auditions, basically. <laughs> um, and it took a while even having rep to start to get in the room because casting just didn't know me. And, you know, I get it. They want to call in people they know. They only have a certain amount of slots open. It's hard to get one of those slots and to be trusted as an actor. Um especially here. So I think I wish I had known that going in, like, not that it was, and I, and it wouldn't stop me from moving, but I think I would have adjusted my expectations a little bit. Um, because it was very like at first really disheartening and really frustrating and very just like, Oh my God, did I make a huge mistake yeah. <laughs> because I'm, I went from a lot to nothing, mm -hmm. you know, very quickly. So I wish I knew that. So I would have adjusted that it's going to take time to for casting to know me and it, and it and it did and then eventually you know I got in and then I started a book and and now you know it just it just took that time and I think that I wish yeah that was one thing I wish I knew going in was to not you know that I wouldn't have been maybe so deflated at the beginning <laughs> Yay! Thank you so much, Rebecca. It was so great talking to you. Yeah, I love hearing for your story. Me. Um, I'm so excited to have virtually met you. Yes, I know. I'm really excited to have virtually met you too. Thanks for having me on this. This is awesome. Of course, it was so fun. Thanks for listening. Next week, I'll be with Amy Masterson.